Hey everyone, this is Edie Talbert, your breast friend, and this is my podcast. Be sure to subscribe so we can get the new episodes to you each week. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, which is my favorite, and let's become breast friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, Your Breast Friend. I'm your host, Edie Talbert, and I am here today with my good friend, Brenda Belt. How are you doing, Brenda? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Edie? I am doing well. So diving right in, you're a breast cancer survivor. Um, when were you diagnosed and what was your diagnosis? I was diagnosed in July of 2020. Um, and it was invasive carcinoma of the right breast, um, triple negative. Okay. And tell me, t- tell me a little bit about your treatment plan. What, I know it, it was kind of fast and furious for you. Um, tell me a little bit about the treatment and how that, how that all worked out, the time frame, and so forth. So yes, it was like full speed ahead as soon as we got mm-hmm. the actual biopsy results back and all that. Um, I opted because of my BRCA status, um, I opted to just do everything. So diagnosed, uh, June, I think it was June 9th or sorry, July 9th, um, by August, mid to end of August, I had a double mastectomy and, uh, reconstruction started. Um, and then it was, I believe in October is when I started chemo as well. So I opted to do everything, just get everything out of the way. So I hopefully will never have to go through it again. Yes. So you mentioned your BRCA status there. Tell me a little bit about your family history concerning the BRCA. Well, so I had two on my father's side, uh, two of my aunts had breast cancer. Um, mm-hmm. They both had lumpectomies. One did not have to have chemo. The other one did. Um, we didn't think anything about it at that point. That was pretty much the first breast cancer in our family. Um, and then fast forward a few years, um, my sister was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Um, and she was young. She was in, I think she was 40. Um, and so then we're like, wow, maybe we should get tested. So we tested, I think there's 13 of us now that have been tested and every single one is positive for BRCA1. So, so so you had 13 family members. Okay. And every, each one of them had the testing done. It wasn't based off of just one of you receiving the testing. So was one test a positive and then they recommended it from that point? It was, yeah, it was our choice to, to okay. do that. So my sister got tested since she was the very first one getting tested. They tested everything. Once okay. it came back positive, then it's just that one gene sequence that needs to be tested with everybody. Okay. So that's what we, they tested that one gene. And so far, everybody has come back positive. To my knowledge, I believe um, nobody passed like my generation. So we had like the parents and then that their kids tested. Myself, um, I haven't had any of my kids tested yet. And I don't think any of my cousins have either. So okay. we're not sure if it will dilute and not and, and maybe miss our kids. We haven't um, tried that yet. So your sister had the full panel done, the full BRCA panel done. And then based on her results, that one... What did you call it? The one gene. Um, the one gene sequence. Then yes. that's what you guys were specifically tested for. Good to know. That's good. That's really, really good information. Yeah. Um. So once you did that, was that after you were diagnosed or before? No, it was before because um, I was like scared to death um, with ovarian cancer. Um, so I wanted to, you know, just... Not, not deal with that. 
Right. So it's it's the fear factor. And this is just something that Ann and I talked about in the last episode. It's it's the fear factor and the results, finding out the results as to mm-hmm. what 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 it's not a matter of I think when we I think we talked about this when the first time I met you, it wasn't a matter of if, right. it was a matter of when. And so you wanted to be on the lookout. You were yeah. being very proactive about, you know, um walking into this, yeah, hoping sure. that yeah. you would never have to walk through it. Right. Um and then well, I went that um uh, when I found out I was BRCA positive, I opted immediately to get a complete um hysterectomy and oophorectomy. To mm-hmm. alleviate that possibility. And then mm-hmm. that also brought my breast cancer chances down. Um, so over the next 10 years, so I did that. That was my 40th birthday. No, was I 40? No, it was my 30. I was think I was 30 when I had that done. No, I was 40. Wow. I'm, I'm still thinking, young. I still think I'm, <laughs> I'm actually 15. I know. I know. So yeah, right around my 40th birthday. I'm like, happy birthday. Let's go ahead and put you in my Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. So I did that. And then over the next 10 years, I toyed back and forth with, do I go ahead and just prophylactically do a double mastectomy reconstruction? Mm-hmm. I just wasn't there for it. I wasn't ready. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But luckily I was able to, it was, I was detected early. So. Yes. So between the time that you did, um, you took care of the, the, you had the hysterectomy and the oophorectomy. How many years after that were you diagnosed with breast cancer? 10. Approximately. 10? No, it wasn't 10. It was... 9 or 10, somewhere in there? Maybe it was like, let me think. Maybe 7. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, 7, because 2020, because I turned 50 in 23, so it was three years before that. So, yeah, 7? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so walking through all of this, what it, what... Would you have done anything differently? Um, I don't think so. I mean, you know, once I got the positive um, breast cancer, I was like, mm-hmm. like, I kind of beat myself up about it. Like I should have just done it. Yeah. Um, but honestly, and I, you know, I could have just done the surgery and not done chemo. Yeah. Um, but I was like, no, I mean, I think maybe I was meant for some reason, maybe meant to go through mm-hmm. this. Um, yeah. That might sound strange. And don't you think, but don't you think with what you, you, you tested positive for the gene, mm-hmm. you opted to do the hysterectomy and oophorectomy, and that's a lot mentally and physically to walk through. I mean, even yeah. being tested for the gene, that's yeah. a lot physically and mentally. Yeah. And then you, you take, you take some steps proactively mm-hmm. to stay away from ovarian cancer. Right. And so I think. I think, and I want, I want our people to hear this and I want them to understand this, that this is a personal decision and it's, it's based on where you're at in your life, um, age-wise, mentally, physically. Um, and I think if you'd done anything sooner, it would have been too overwhelming. I mean, it's overwhelming enough as it is, right? To walk through anything more than what you did, it would have been very overwhelming, I think. Yeah. And I mean, it's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it was, it, I think the steps that I took were what I needed to take for myself. Right. Um, you know, with that being said, I have my cousin who's 12 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was positive as well, um, BRCA, mm-hmm. but no cancer. Um, but she was just, you know, going back and forth. What do I do? And I'm, I'm not sure. She wasn't sure at the time if she was ready to not have any more kids. She had two kids, but yeah. she wasn't. So she didn't do the hysterectomy thing yet. She did a couple other preventative things, but yeah. 
Um, she was fine with that. And then when I got cancer, she was like, oh crap, like this mm -hmm. is real. So she, it took her a little bit, but she opted. She just asked me, she said, you know, do you regret not having it done before? And I said, you know what? I don't regret it, but I can tell you the surgery is a big surgery, mm -hmm. but, um, if I didn't have to go through chemo and lose my hair and all that stuff, I think that mm -hmm. would have been, um, less mental anguish, you know? Right. So based on that conversation, she chose to go ahead and do it prophylactically. Yeah. And she's so much happier that she just, she just doesn't have to worry about it. Right. Right. So like that just being said, it's everybody has a different, you know, everybody has a different, everybody yeah. is different for sure. No right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. No. What is, yeah. And really, I want, I want to talk about that. There is no right or wrong decision. And sometimes people will share their opinions on, well, if, you don't need to share your opinion unless you've been through it. You can share what you walk through and help somebody. Like what you've done is you've guided your cousin um, in helping her make her decision. But again, it's her decision. And I think that's so important for people to hear. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your maintenance plan. So going forward, what is your maintenance plan? What does it look like? Um, you're not well, having I to have mammograms. You're, I nope. mean, you're not having to have... OBGYN checkups. So what, what does your maintenance plan look like for you? It's, it's really weird for me because, you know, walking, watching my aunts go through it, they mm -hmm. were always every, and also with myself every six months, you do a mammogram, um, MRI back and forth, back and forth. Um, but it's like, I don't have any scans. It's just really mm -hmm. strange. I finally graduated every six months. Now I go and see my nurse practitioner, oncologist, um, and they'll do lab. Um, and then I just have a conversation. And she basically said, you know, the best thing for you to do is exercise, eat well, mm -hmm. you know, mentally take care of yourself. Um, but she said, there's no reason to scan unless something comes up. Like if all yeah. of a sudden you have a backache and you don't normally have a backache or, it, you know, this arm hurts or that, then I'll scan you. I'll do whatever that you want yeah. me to do. But basically it's, it's just really strange how it's like, yeah. are you sure you should? Well, there's yeah, I mean, well, there's nothing to scan. They removed all the parts mm -hmm. that that were possible cancer or had cancer. So now mm -hmm. the lab work will indicate whether your markers go up or what. So that's why they're watching your blood work. Mm -hmm. And so other than that, like he said, unless you have an ache here or ache there that's an abnormal, then there's no reason for you to to yeah, yeah to have those scans. It's just yeah. and and the anxiety of having those scans is enough to throw you into another dimension. So you know, oh. why, why have you go through that? I mean, it's, yeah. it's not necessary. So right. good yeah. maintenance plan. Great. Just yeah. Opinion, for whatever it's worth. No, it's great. I mean, it is great. It's just strange to me, but I mean, yeah. and even some people that don't understand it, they're like, what are you yeah. scared? I'm like, no, I'm not scared. It's just, it is what it yeah. is. It's, I feel yeah. like it's behind me. I mean, yeah, I really, yeah, I agree. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So you've been involved with the community cancer group for what, three years, I guess. Yeah. Was that help, helpful? And if so, in what way? Absolutely. It was helpful. Um, it was when we first started, um, when I was going through my journey, it was helpful. My husband went with us and, or went with me and it was just nice to hear other people talk about going through it, um, you know, before, during, and after, um, mm -hmm. and just kind of having that community. Um, and it was, I mean, you helped Lee and I tremendously. I mean, we were on that edge of what are we doing here? You know, are mm -hmm. we going to make it through this or not? Um, so just having that, you know, knowing that everyone else is going through it makes it, you mm -hmm. feel a little bit more normal. Um, yeah. 
So, and then with me now coming back, um, now that my um, days have opened up a little bit, being able to come back, I was there last week and it was, it was great. I still get stuff from it. Like I, you know, learned about that Athena race. Yes. So I still get stuff from it and I'm, you know, I'm, it's in the rear view mirror, but I, I hope that I can help other people that are starting their journey, you know, with And it. I think, I think that's what's so important when you walk through something like this is having a community of people that can help you navigate it, that mm-hmm. have been there or are walking through it. It's so important. And now you have made that flip in that, yes, it's in your rearview mirror. So now what can I do to help others yeah. um, navigate their, their treatment or whatever it is? It truly, it gives you purpose and it gives you yeah. um, a feeling of uh, serving, helping, yeah. helping other people walk through the same thing. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's so true. I think that's so true. So um, you've also been a part of the oncology massage therapy services that the project, the Stonebrook Project provides. Talk to me a little bit about how that helped you as you were dealing with your cancer treatment. It was just great. I mean, the ladies there that you've, you know, that have gone through the training, they're just wonderful. Um, They just make you feel good. Um, They don't make you feel strange that you had surgery and, you know, they just, they're always checking in with you. And it was just a time for me to be able to just relax, not think about Mm -hmm. what I was going through. Um, Mm -hmm. it was just a great from beginning to end, um, experience. And, and my sister, even when she comes in town, she's able to, cause she's still currently in treatment. She's been in treatment now for over 10 years. Um, and so she's able to, you know, um, benefit from that service as well. So that's nice for her. Yes. She do that. So, yeah. Yep. So what advice, what advice would you give other women out there, um, who, Let's talk first about the BRCA. Mm-hmm. What 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 would be your first advice if someone thinks that they need to be tested for BRCA? What would be your first advice for them? Um, well, it's a lot easier now. Um, back then, mm-hmm. it was it was there was one lab that did everything. Um, I would say if if it's going to help your mental wellness, um, mm-hmm. just go to your doctor and and they can they can test you. It's a lot mm-hmm. a lot more. Um, out there now, e- easily available. Um, mm-hmm. But also to, it depends kind of on your age. Like I have daughters, I have two daughters, you know, one that's 30 and one that's 16. So mm-hmm. is my 16 year old old enough to handle a positive? Mm-hmm. No. So we're not doing that. My 30 year old, um, she's probably going to get tested, uh, but you know, she's has two kids now. Um, and so it's, it's her choice. And I told her, I said, I'm you know, not gonna force you to do it. So I would mm-hmm. just say really where you're at um, in your head. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you just need to make sure that you have support system around you if, you know, if, and when you get that positive, but also mm-hmm. too, just having that positive doesn't give you cancer. It just right. makes you more aware and it puts you, it puts you on your doctor's radar. They can just right. give you, a, you don't have to run and get surgery. You don't have to, you know, but just right. get on a plan and, mm-hmm. you know, things have changed so much that there's so much out there that you can do preemptively before mm-hmm. you positive cancer diagnosis. I feel like, you know, um, that you should just try them. Yep. I think that's great advice. Great advice. What about for those women that um, have been diagnosed with cancer and are navigating it? What what type of advice do you have for them based on what you went through for yours? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I would probably say like, as a woman, you know, um, it's hard for us to take care of ourselves. It's hard for us to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is the key right there is mm-hmm. asking for help, you know? Yeah. We're natural warriors and we're natural caregivers. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
doing it for ourselves is hard. Mm -hmm. I think that for me, I would have saved a lot of mental anguish. I think, mm -hmm. um, had I just said, okay, yeah, I need help. Like, yeah, I haven't taken a shower in four days and I don't want to get out of my bed and, you know, can mm -hmm. you just come over and hang out? Um, yeah, I think that would be just open yourself up to people that want to help you. Yeah. Why do we have such a hard time? I know. Ourselves up. Right. Because <laughs> I would get mad at my friend if they would shut me out. I would just knock on the door, walk over and jump in bed. Yes. Like, you know, so accept it. If you have that, yeah. help accept it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, it's just for a period of time. It's not yeah. for the rest of your life. And, right. and so, yes, ask for that help. Call that person to come and sit with you in the bed and drink a cup of coffee or tea with you and just, just be there. You don't have to talk to me. You don't have to help, try to help me figure this out. I just need right. somebody here to support me. And yeah, you have to be vulnerable and open yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't need a solution. I just need you. Um, yes. Actually, I did have a friend that, bless her heart, would come over anytime I asked and said, I cannot get these lashes on. Can you please come do my lashes? Yeah. Like, would come over no matter what time it was to do my lashes. Yeah. So <laughs> those friends are good to have. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, Anything else that you can think of um, that you might think ma make a difference with somebody else that's listening? Well, I would say definitely get yourself checked. Like mm -hmm. just get yourself checked. Mm -hmm. um, that's just, that's where it starts. Um, mm -hmm. Just have honest conversations with, you know, with your support group ar around. Um, just don't do it alone. You know, don't yeah. do it alone. Take care of yourself. Put yourself on the list. Um, you know, take walks. Um, meditate. Something. Um, you know, we as women just, we need to do that for each other and yeah. for ourselves. Um, and just stay connected. You know, don't go yeah. through this alone. I love that. Put yourself on your list. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Because we don't, we put everybody on the list and we don't put ourselves on that list. And so that is very important. And, um, something else you said, what was it? Uh, just take a walk, mm -hmm. take a walk and, and meditate and think, or just listen to music, push all the crap out of your head and just, and just be, yep. um, I think that's excellent, excellent advice. Music therapy was big for me. I would spend oh, a lot and just listen to music and mm -hmm. just get lost in it. Yep. That was huge for me as well. Huge for me as well. All right. So what's next for, for Miss Brenda in her life? What's, what's, what are you what? looking forward to? I know we've talked about the Athena pro is it a project or program. I think it's found project. Maybe. Foundation. Okay. So talk a little bit about that. You found out about that last week in community yeah, group. And it's funny because my husband's going to find out about this when he reads or listens to this guy. <laughs> Hey, you put yourself on the list, so don't, I you don't worry about I it. I forgot to tell him about it. Um, <laughs> no, it's, so I think I've chosen um, to do the Grand Canyon, possibly. It's like a 20-mile hike. It's like rim to rim to rim. Um, yeah. Like a 20-mile hike, and then you, I mean, just beautiful, spectacular views. Um, uh -huh. And then you stay in some, they call it rugged cabins. Not sure what that is. <laughs> but it's four days. And then you do another 20-some mile trek. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the ladies from the support group last week was speaking about it. She did the Florida Keys one where she biked uh -huh. and dude, which I uh -huh. hate biking. So that's not for me. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to try that. I think I'm going to yeah. do it. I know I could probably find somebody to do it with me, but I, for myself, for Brenda, 
I need to do it for myself mentally. Um, so you're putting yeah. yourself on the list. I am. You're putting yourself I, on your list. Yes. I am. Yeah. I love so, it. So um, from what I hear, that's just a fabulous community and the people that are on it are just really into it and you walk away with a whole new family dynamic. Yeah. So, so I think that's, I think that's what I'm going to do. That's in August. Um, have some vacations coming up. Um, started, I did start working out finally, um, in mm -hmm. August. So that, that was something that I really needed to do and it's helped tremendously just mentally yeah. and physically. So. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Good for you, my friend. Good for you. It's, yeah. it's small steps. Um, you, you, you want to get back to where you were before cancer and sometimes that's not possible, but there right. is things new that you can do and, and different ways that you can, um, re-engage with your life and have a better life. So get out there and do it, but don't, yep. don't rest yourself. Don't push yourself. Um, be patient, be patient right. with yourself. And mm -hmm. I think you're a great example of that. Um, I've watched you navigate this whole thing, this whole cancer thing that you've gone through. And I see you on the other side now and girl, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at, at what you've overcome and, and how you've done it. So good job. Thank good you job. so much. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add for our listeners? I, I don't think so. Nothing I can think of. Okay. Just well, thank you, my friend Brenda, for coming on the podcast, sharing your experience about BRCA. I think it's very important for uh, women to be educated concerning the BRCA. I was not aware myself that BRCA testing is so much easier than it used to be. As far, I mean, back in the day when my aunt was, was tested, um, it was a it was a dog and pony show. I mean, it was it was a it was a process to walk through. So learning that from you, um, I'm very excited about that. And I know that our listeners out there have just been educated on BRCA, BRCA testing. And um, don't and be afraid. Just, now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing with our audience. I appreciate you and uh, looking forward to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> hey, thanks right. for you. Yes, well, thanks for inviting me. You're so welcome. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, make sure to share it and subscribe so you can receive all the new episodes as they are available. Also, I want to thank all of you that are supporters of the Stonebrook Project. If you would like to be a project partner or make a donation, please click on the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a review, share, and subscribe to your best friend. Have a great day.